0: You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 19, Candle Magic. I love candles. Uh, Yes, you're you're a
1: fire fan. I am. I love the fire. Little pyro. One of the first things my dad said to me throughout my childhood was, don't leave that burning. Don't burn that. You're trying to burn the house down? He was convinced it was going to happen. (laughs) It never (laughs) happened.
0: So this kind of magic is right up Tara's alley. Mm -hmm. We are going to... Talk today about what candle magic is and the types of candles you can use, how you perform spells, and what the different candle colors mean. So, with that said, um, it's probably pretty clear that we are talking about modern and more American candle magic. Um, Older European candle magic is considered elemental candle magic, where the candle just stands in for the element of fire in ritual and spell work. It really has nothing to do um, with the candle. The colors don't matter. Um, You can burn the can, you don't have to burn the candle all the way down. You can use it for different workings. Um, It just represents the element of fire since in that type of magic, um, those type of rituals, it's often combining all of the elements, you know, fire, air, water, earth, and spirit. So we are not discussing that today. Um, that's basically what all there is to say uh, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, briefly magic. a lot of
1: witches will use that on their altars um if there's a religious aspect for you they still do use it just for the fire aspect but we're gonna get a lot more modern in our interpretation of candle magic
0: <laughs> yes this is the definitely the more modern American way of uh, doing candle magic which has become very popular lately
1: mm-hmm so,
0: Candle magic falls into the category of representational or sympathetic magic, along with things like Reiki healing and voodoo dolls. So the principle of sympathetic magic is that what you do to one thing uh, magically or energetically is going to change or manifest in another thing. So there are a lot of different ways to practice this um, and you can use this type of magic for any purpose. You just need a container or a vessel. So in this case, we are talking about a candle.
1: And this, like she said, there's a lot of different types of sympathetic magic, and it's one of the easiest and
0: most adaptable types of magic to learn. The reason we use candles, historically, uh, candles were a very covert way of practicing magic. Um, because they're such a common household item, they wouldn't raise any suspicion. Uh, so they were you know, commonly used before electricity existed. Uh, So it was less associated with specifically with witchcraft. So they wouldn't be persecuted for using candles. Correct. Also why old
1: world magic doesn't have all of the nuance that the new world spell work does. Because you only could get your hands on like the type of candle you could make yourself with animal fat or beeswax.
0: So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But uh, in today's society, we have a lot more options for candles. so, uh, you might be wondering what kind of candle you should even use. Um, it really does not have to be fancy or expensive. No. It can be uh, a tea light, uh, chime candles, votives, pillars, prayer candles. They have five day candles, seven day candles. There are a lot of different options. Um, it really can be whatever you want as long as it is a candle, because otherwise it wouldn't be candle magic. Basically, you need a
1: wick and light
0: it, and you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing we do want to say, especially in terms of witchcraft, when you're looking for candles, it's important to try to source them ethically if you can. Um, We want to avoid paraffin wax and palm oil because these are non-renewable resources that are very destructive to the environment and considered toxic. Um, You want to look for ethical beekeepers Um, we've talked on this podcast before about how important bees are that came up in our Ostara (laughs) episode that we love love bees bees. (laughs) Um, you you have to take care of the bees and you really want to find ethical um, beekeepers and if you are going to go with soy um, you want to find a certified plantation they it's called RTRS certified Uh, and if you still don't know you can ask the candle company that's making the candles and if they don't know the answer that's not a good sign
1: yeah. If they don't know the answer, that means they're outsourcing it and they're not tracking how they're outsourcing it.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I just want you to keep that in mind because witchcraft um, is very much about the connection to nature and having respect for the other you know, elements and things that you share this planet with. So you really should have that same sort of respect in your actual objects, including your candles.
1: Especially if you're using this to represent something besides fire, you want to know what you want to know all the correlations between them. So it's especially important if you're not just putting it on an altar, you're using it for different things. If you're wanting it to represent something, you want to make sure that you want to know what it is in the first place.
0: Exactly. So let's get into how you actually perform a spell with a candle. Um, like all magic, the very first step is to start by determining what your intention is and your motivation for casting the spell. That's, what we've talked about in every form of magic that we've talked about so far is that you really have to know what your intention is behind it and what is your goal, what you're hoping to achieve by doing it. Yeah. Um, The second step is kind of a fun one, um, but you can also, instead of just using the candle and we'll get into the different colors in a minute, but instead of just picking the right color, you can also do what's called dressing your candle. I love this one. (laughs) Um, And that's the term that's used to describe adding herbs or um, stones, crystals, or oils to the candle before or after lighting it. So this is kind of what makes a candle feel more magical and more personal to you and your intention and your working. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also add paint, glitter. (laughs) You can um, carve sigils into them. There are a lot of different ways um, that you can do it that makes it... Um, more tangible. We discussed how it can be hard to visualize for a lot of people and um, having these different elements on, on your candle, these different um, crystals and things that you can see, different colors that you can see really helps people um, get more clear with that intention. Having said that, be
1: careful with certain herbs um, and especially glitter it looks really cool. Don't get me wrong. I love these things. I love putting them in candles. I like them in general, but some of them are highly flammable and you don't want to add that to your candle <laughs> um, <laughs> without being aware. Otherwise you're going to be in for a surprise boom later. So
0: <laughs> speaking
1: from experience,
0: just saying. Yeah. And that never leave the candle unattended.
1: Yeah. There's that too. But I mean, <laughs> even if you're right there and something starts crackling, you you want to know what that is and not like Give yourself the heebie-jeebies or fall over or something.
0: (laughs) So once you have your candle dressed, um, you want to find the appropriate time and place your candle in a candle holder and burn it or allow it to burn out on its own. So we are going to talk in actually the next two episodes. Um, The first one is about moon phases and the, the second one after that is about days of the week. And how those have different correlations depending on where the moon is in its cycle and what the day of the week is that are are better for performing different types of spells. Yeah. Which is a great, if you're, you know, lining up timing, that really works for a lot of people. But some people don't work well with moon energy, in which case it wouldn't matter. Um, But don't let timing discourage you from doing the working. If you're ready to do it and you feel called to do it at that point. Absolutely. Go for it. But do know that we're going to have episodes coming up that talk about timing and that could be really helpful for you.
1: Again, it's like when we talked about casting the circle, if it helps you visualize, it's not wrong. If it helps you concentrate and direct your energy, it's not wrong. Um, There are just traditionally ideas about different moon phases and days of the week. Personally, a uh, day of the week has never mattered to me, but moon phases have. So again, it's just a personal
0: preference. And and see, I, I mean, moon moon phases a little bit, but days of the week for me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> see, again, opposites. We have so many opposites. Yeah, we're, we are so opposite. I have a lot to say when we get to days of the week. Let me assure you. I will. I can say all the days of the week in a couple languages. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I definitely time it two days of the week because I definitely feel my energy is a lot different on certain days. Tuesdays. Tuesdays are the worst. I mean, exactly. that's, that's just true of life. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, tune in in two weeks and we'll tell you exactly why that is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, So after you set your intention and burn the candle, when it's done burning, um, another option is that you may decide to psychically read the candle wax. So there are a few different ways to do this. You can um, read it. You can read the flame. You can read um, the candle wax as it's burning down. And you can also read the wax after the candle is already burnt out. Um, There are a lot of different things to look for and ways that you read it. You usually use your intuition to determine like the meaning of Um, maybe it burned really unevenly, or it smells bad. Or if you see any shapes on the wax that remains, there are different ways to read these things. But those are topics for another time. So if you have any interest in um, candle burn readings, um, wax readings, let us know because we can definitely do podcast episodes focused solely on those things.
1: Yeah, and again, that's something that is really interesting, but it's not necessarily tied to the specific spell you're working with candle magic. It could be something completely different or it could be tied in. It really just depends on what you're using the candle magic for. Exactly.
0: And that we're trying to keep this first round of episodes to being really the basics. And giving a broad overview of everything and getting into how to read candle wax is kind of specific. So if you are interested in more specific episodes from us, please let us know either on Instagram or by leaving us a voicemail. Uh, We can definitely make that happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the last step is to dispose of the candle when you're done. And this is most commonly happens by burying it within the earth but we do have an upcoming episode on how to dispose of spell remains and it's not just candles or herbs we're going to talk about absolutely everything you use in spell work and how you can um, ethically dispose of those things when you are done with the working
1: yeah and I don't want to say that's not important a lot of people think when they're done they're done and with the universe the way it is you're never completely done with something so I'm just going to
0: throw that out there and leave that Exactly. So the last part of this episode that we have for you is to dive into what the different candle colors mean, Oh, which is something that I really enjoy. (laughs) This is a completely
1: new world. um, So I will throw out there. I'm not saying that this is wrong in any way, but when I first started, it was a lot more old world teachings. So unless I'm doing a specific spell that needs a color, I'm not color coordinated with my candles.
0: (laughs) Um, and I do like to use different colors. I don't use all of these colors, but I do use some of them. So the very first and most important one, which we talked about this when we talked about crystals, um, how a quartz can be used in place of any col- any other color. Uh, in this instance, that's what white candles are. So if you don't have all of the other colors, white can be used in place of anything else. White um, on its own Um, is good for workings for purity peace and spirituality black on the other hand is usually used for banishing spells um, and used against negativity for protection and for binding
1: so one Uh, way to kind of remember that is white is very welcoming it's all the colors and black is actually like a line in the sand separating all the colors it's like a black wall
0: exactly Now, for some of the other colors, there's also brown, which is used for home protection um, in relation to animals, and also for stability, family, and material goods. You can kind of think of that as brown being related to the earth, which is a very stable element. That's a good way to think of it. (laughs) Pink, just like rose quartz, um, is for romantic love, emotional healing, friendship, caring, and self-love.
1: And to no one's surprise... It's not my favorite.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> not do anything with pink. Nope. <laughs> um, red is for vital energy, strength, passion, courage, and lust. Orange is often used for business, success, justice, opportunity, celebration, ambition. Um, it can also be used for um, creativity. And yellow is a good one for intelligence, learning, focus, memory, joy, comfort, and hope. Green is what you would think. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, this one's fairly, uh, fairly straightforward. It's mm-hmm. um, used for nature workings, physical healing, money, abundance, fertility, and growth. And you'll notice that um, that has the same correspondences as, as when we talk about green crystals, anything with a green color. So... Very similar, along with blue, which is communication, travel, inspiration, calm, creativity, and forgiveness, um, and that is very much like the blue crystals that we had mentioned. Uh, purple is used for awakening psychic abilities, for wisdom, authority, and influence. You this can think one, of oh yeah,
1: I was going to say it always reminds me of your third eye.
0: Yes, third eye, um, and. When you're thinking of authority and influence, um, and king's robes always used to be purple. Yeah. <laughs> it's color of royalty. And the last two are um, silver and gold. Silver, which are complete opposites of each other. Silver is for intuition dreams, and it represents femininity and the moon. While gold is for wealth, luck, and power, and it represents masculinity and the sun. <laughs> oh. um, so those are all of the one. I mean I do use white most often I feel like because it can substitute for anything um, if you're really limited in funds or you're just starting out in candle magic and don't really want to go out and buy the entire rainbow worth of candles white is a really good place to start yes I um, have also used black I, I just I really like black candles
1: <laughs> I like Uh, many, many candles. As we may have mentioned, I used to make my own. I have not recently because my dog will try and eat anything and everything. Um, I used to make all of my candles white with a silver overlay because I feel very drawn to the goddess and the moon. And, um, so a lot of my workings I felt were helped by that. But if you want to make your own candles, there's actually a lot of products out there to make candle making very simple and easy. Um, It's kind of fun too, because then you know exactly what's in your candle because you made it yourself. It's a lot more tied in. I always felt a a really nice connection to all the candles and candle workings I did based on my candles. So I highly recommend that if anyone's interested, we can also talk more about that in a separate episode, but it's a very, it can be as simple or as complex as you'd like it to be.
0: And we did start a YouTube channel. (laughs) Yes, we did. And so far we have uploaded just our podcast Podcast. episodes. We want to get them on YouTube. It's like another platform for people to listen to. Um, We also uploaded like planning video and we want to start uploading more things. And if watching one of us make candles (laughs) is interesting to you or um, any sort of like the recipes or anything that we've talked about, please let us know because we will definitely try to make that happen.
1: Yes um by the time you hear this maybe we will have done one of those things
0: <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> we have some time on our hands we do but that is all we have for you on candle magic episode 19 join us next week for episode 20 where we go into the different moon phases Woo-hoo! Moon. we will see you next week bye and don't forget to follow us on insta <laughs> Thanks for listening to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara. Love our content? Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.